Are you ready to build a business with consistent income and have time left to spend with your family? In Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson, you will learn the strategies to create exactly what you want in your business and in your life. Now, here's your host, Kathleen Reeson. Hello, and welcome to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson. I'm your host, Kathleen Reeson, and we're here today on Inspired Choices Network. And I'm talking to you about a really vulnerable topic. And every week that I get on this show, I say, you guys, this is going to be the best week yet. We've got such an exciting week planned. And this week, I get to share from the very beginning that we have a really, a topic that's so stretchy for me. And by stretchy, I mean uncomfortable, like really uncomfortable. And it's actually something that I don't even want to, I don't even want to do this topic. I don't even want to have a show. And yet I know that I need to. I know that this topic is so important that it's something that absolutely every single one of us gets to look at. And the topic is about what we can learn from those that are dying. Okay, so why would I share this topic? First of all, I'm gonna share with you a little bit about what I've been going through these last, gosh, few months. And then second of all, I'll share with you when this topic really became something that I was passionate about, because it wasn't just the last few months. It's been something that I've been thinking about for years. Okay, and so here's the deal. Uh, in July, the beginning of July, I actually thought we were going to lose my dad. But, and, and when I say lose, I mean he was going to transition on to heaven. And we went through this period. He was having some, some challenges, and he made it through. He is fine now. And as he got stronger, my mom, who is like my equal in every way, who is my, my rock, my, my confidant, my, my best friends. She was super healthy until she wasn't. So the middle of August, she just, she starts getting sick. You guys, like she just, she had these, all these signs like her jaundice, all these signs. And then uh, she had a doctor that worked with her and quickly and, and got a, a lot of tests completed. And then they said, maybe it's cancer. We're not really sure. And you guys, my family, we're familiar with cancer. My husband's had cancer. My dad's had cancer. We've had all kinds of weird medical journey. I explained all in my book, Joy and Uncertainty, <laughs> A Guide to Creating a Meaningful Life. So you can look that up. And it talks about all of our history until now, as far as the medical and some of the crazy stuff that's happened and how we've created joy in that space. And so here we are. My mom's going through all these tests and it's all happening very quickly. And she says, I, I don't know if I'm going to make it through this. And I said, oh, come on, cancer's been done. You're like, we all made it through. And yet I knew deep down exactly where she was and that, that we may not make it through this as, as far as her being in her body. And uh, so August 31st, she went in for a surgery. And we found cancer in her gallbladder and it had spread quite a bit. And you guys, I could go into this. I could spend the next hour just talking about what transpired between August 31st and October 8th. And on October 8th at 1139, my mom passed away. She went into heaven and I've got all sorts of beliefs on that. Um, and you guys, uh, that was the most incredible journey. And I can tell you here as an entrepreneur of multiple businesses, as someone who has three wonderful children and a great marriage and a house and we go on vacations and you know all the things that we have it doesn't matter when you get to a point in your life where you're ready to transition 
that's you can't take that stuff with you. But what you can take with you are the experiences. And so the reason that I'm hosting this show today is because we're talking about who you become in the process of becoming. Who do you actually become? So in our pursuit of uh, businesses or nonprofits or work or parenthood or whatever those things are that we become, who do we as a person become in that space? Because I'll tell you what, I didn't get to see my mom for three and a half weeks because we're living in a COVID world. We couldn't go into the hospital. My dad was able to see her just briefly before each of her surgeries and she had multiple. And by the time, it was, it was about four weeks by the time I got in. So there was a month period. I talked to my mom every single day. I still talk to my mom every single day, every single moment. She cheers me on. But that's, that's another piece of it. But I tell you, when I got in to see her after a month and I knew in that moment, that she was ready to go. There was nothing that she was taking with her. She wasn't gonna take her house or her stuff or her car or me or her grandkids or her husband, my dad. She wasn't gonna take any of those things with her. She was only going to leave the memories that she created. And so how many times have we been so busy at work or building that we forget what we're really creating? And I'm here to say that there is a place for both because our legacies, we talk about legacies, we hear a lot about legacies and what legacies really are, they don't even reside in us. Legacies are about the experience we create in those around us. It's about what we leave for those that are behind. My uncle asked me a few weeks ago, he said, I've heard that if you stand on the gravestone of the person, you know, somebody's gravestone, that they have to come and see you. I said, maybe if they're always with me, my, my experience, and we all have beliefs around this, but my experience is we can call those people forward at any time and we can ask them questions. Okay, and, and what, would the, what do you think that people that are on their deathbeds would say about living their lives. So if I'm, if I'm at the end, what do you think that you would say? Like, let's, let's, just, let's go here for a second. So let's just say you're at the end and you're looking back. We can't live with regrets, but what would you, what would be the word you would say about your life? Would it be joy, regret, uh, Fulfillment, happiness, sadness, what's that feeling that's evoked? And for me, it would be joy. Because you guys, I could tell you about all the reasons why it wouldn't be joy, but I can tell you that we are destined to live life like we're on a roller coaster, arms up in the air, excitement, and going with it. That's what we said, going with the flow. That's literally what we mean, going with the flow. Going with the flow. And I'm going to actually, I'm going to bring you to a moment in my life, and it had nothing to do with the last few months, but why this topic is so important to me. Okay, so back, uh, it's been probably six, seven years. We had been through my husband nearly dying, my youngest son nearly dying. I've talked about some of those in the show. Uh, 
but there was a, there was a year, the, the first year of my youngest son's life. He's eight now. He just turned eight on the 25th of October. He's was super excited about life and he's spunky. And I love that about him. And when I see him, I'm reminded of the beauty of life because I know, I know how hard it was for him that first year of life. I took him to five to seven doctor's appointments a week while I was running multiple businesses, while I was uh, traveling around the country on a national board that I served on volunteering, while my husband was traveling 50% of the time, while we had two other kids. I mean, life was crazy. And yet, yet we survived. And, and that year I have so many great memories. Okay, so, so all this stuff had happened. And I got to this point of saying, if I'm gonna be away from my kids, okay? If I'm, because they are the most important, my family, my kids, my family is the most important thing to me. If I'm gonna be away from them, then where I'm gonna spend my time better be something that's my vision locked in and loaded. And when I got to that point, that was so critical to me saying, so what would that mean? What would that look like? And I sat in that quandary for, I like multiple years. So about three years. And finally, at the end of 2017, I realized, eh, maybe I surrendered, I accepted. I don't know what the, we'll just say surrendered because it was a surrender space. And I said, I have a wonderful business. We had multiple businesses at the time. My role on this earth has changed. And I am meant to support others. I had created a lot. I had created businesses. I created a lot of stuff. And it looked great. People wanted to be me. So it was really weird to start sit there and say, oh, I want something different. And it wasn't that I wanted something different. It was that I knew I was being called to a higher purpose. And I got to answer the call. And I didn't even know what that purpose was. But I said, okay, I'm here, whatever this means. And I left that business. I left the business that I had started when I was six months pregnant with my first kid. I, I left it behind and I said, I don't know where I'm headed, but I'm going there because I'm not going to stand at the gates to heaven and say, I didn't put it all out there. I didn't go as high as I could. I didn't, I didn't create everything that I possibly could. I wasn't going to be that person, that version of me. And so I sold my business to my partner and I walked away from it, not knowing where I was headed. So here I am, the end of 2017, with no real knowing of what was next, just knowing the moment that I was in. So I've got three kids, a husband. We still had other businesses that we, we were running. We were used to my income, and I just let it go. And I'm in this moment of saying, what's next? I have no idea, but I'm really willing to go there. And at that point... I actually went to one of those classes. If you guys have ever seen those um, classes where you can make signs. So actually there's one behind us. That's not one that I made, but it says loveless here. And, and so it's kind of like that. You can make things like that. And uh, I made this sign and it said, be still and know. So be still and know. And I hung it in a place where I would see it every single day in our family room, and my kids could see it, be still and know. And I looked at that sign multiple times a day. And then I had a business coach and she told me to sit on my hands, which is agonizing. I move at a pace that is quick. I love 
fast paced. I love, I love the space of doing. But what I realized was that was not where the answer was. Space of answering, space of knowing was in the being, was in the being. So I really got to be calm and hear what was coming. And you guys, there was so much coming, so much. And that space that I was in at that time was exactly the space that I'm in right now. And that we just went through this entire experience. And I know that I'm being called forward in a way that's even more powerful than I can see. And yet I get to sit on my hands and I get to have a deep breath and I get to say, I don't know what's ahead. And it's okay because I'm being called forward into my highest space and I'm allowing it to happen. And in the past, I would have blocked that. Many years ago, I'd be so busy doing that I would have blocked that. And so this is a really important distinction that I want to land with you today is that when you're in a space of, I don't know what's next, we can't force it. So something beautiful is happening. You're, you're manifesting something beautiful and you get to have that deep breath and really allow this space of not knowing what's coming. I mean, think about that. When you're at the end, like when you think about what it's like, or maybe you've been around somebody that's dying, they don't know what's ahead. We don't know where they go. We only think we know where they go or what happens next. But somebody that's in that space, they don't know it. And yet I've seen multiple times, not just with my mom, but other people that I'm very close to, I've seen this incredible peace that goes over them. They don't know what's ahead. They don't know what's next. And yet every single time that I've seen it, and maybe you've seen something differently, but it's peaceful. And so the belief I create around that is that we get to surrender into that peace. We get to surrender into that peace. All right, guys, we are going to go on a quick break here, and then we're going to continue this conversation about what we can learn from those that are dying and how we can learn to live our life on purpose, in committed action, inspired, excited, because that's why we're here. That's why we're here. Even in the midst of a time with such uncertainty around us, everything around us is uncertain, and yet we can live inspired, excited, motivated. And that's what we're going to talk about next. So enjoy this quick break, and I'll see you here in just a second. Building a business is a lot like baking a cake. There are certain ingredients that can't be missed. By listening to Profit Launch with Kathleen Neeson, you will learn the five key steps that every great business utilizes. You will hear from successful entrepreneurs that will share what works and what doesn't work in their businesses. You will have an opportunity to ask questions so you can apply these steps directly to your business. Host and business coach Kathleen Reeson built seven successful businesses while raising three boys, volunteering extensively, and having some time left for her husband and herself. Listen to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson, and she will show you how you can build a business and a life you dream of too. Are you ready? Listen to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson Radio Show every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? 
Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Welcome back to Profit Launch with Kathleen Risa. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson. I'm your host, Kathleen Reeson, and we're here on Inspired Choices Network. And you guys, today we are talking about what we can learn from those that are dying, how we can learn to live. And this topic is so important because as someone who's a high performer, owner of multiple businesses, mom of three, active boys, homeschool teacher, and guys, I could go on and on. This year of 2020, I have added more titles to my resume, let's say, if I had one. I'm, I'm a football coach, guys. I am a certified football coach. I'm a baseball, little league, I mean, not like, you know, I'm a little league coach, <laughs> let's caveat this. Uh, baseball coach, there are so many different places that we are being called to stretch into this year. And yet, yet we don't get to lose ourselves. And that's something that's so easy to, to do, to lose ourselves. And so we get to be grounded back into who we are, what do we want? How do we create that with excitement? And so I shared in this first part of the episode about how I just, I just buried my mom. I just uh, just went through this experience. Again, my mom is, she's one of my best friends and I got to walk through this experience with her and know that the, the space she's in is, uh, she gets to be herself. And so so whatever your spiritual views are, mine, I can share mine with you. And, and mine are that, that she's still with me every single day. Not in her physical body, but I actually, I hear her right on my left shoulder. I hear her all the time. She talks to me and it's not from a, like a crazy space. And I know sometimes that can come off that way if I said that, but, but I believe that she's with me. And so people talk about this great sense of loss. And, and to some degree, if I looked at it as I can't hug my mom, yes, there's a loss there, but I actually haven't felt that, that sense of loss, like that sense of, it hasn't hit me and I'll put yet on there because maybe it will. I don't know, but I don't feel like she's gone. And so here's the thing I want to talk about. And, and this is after she, she passed, she transitioned, we got to figure out what, what we do with her body. Right. So, uh, this is a conversation. I, we're going to go here. Uh, we got to figure out, are we going to bury her? Are we going to cremate her? What does that look like? And we knew what she wanted. She was buried. And, and so I know in lots of different cultures, we can, there are lots of different answers for this, but I'll tell you about what, what we did. We, so we buried her. And uh, the thing is that casket's not very big. Just it fits your body, but that's about it. And we put some cards in there and my mom has a bracelet that my, my boys made her. So it's out of those perler beads. Like it's, it was really cute to us. But guys, we could have buried her with diamonds and 
you know, all, all kinds of stuff, stuff with, with value, stuff that had value to it. And we chose not to because she's not taking that stuff with her. And so that's the whole point of this is in this concept of our lives, we create spaces where stuff is important, like around me, just, just in the space right around me right now. I've got my cell phone. I've got a, a teacup. I've got my computer. I've got markers. I've got pictures. I've got lights. I've got roses. I've, I've got all kinds of stuff. Okay. Stuff. I've got a headset. I've got clothes on. And guess what? That stuff is important to us right now, but in the big scheme of things, how important is it? Even my shirt, I've got a green shirt on right now. Do you know how many green shirts I have upstairs in my closet? Like, I don't know, 10, nine, I don't know. I, I didn't count it, but I have a lot, more than one. Do you know how many clothes I have in my closet right now? So many, and I've been getting rid of stuff like crazy because I'm in this space of, I can't take that stuff with me. And so I get to live in a space of abundance, meaning I have plenty, I have enough, and yet know that that stuff isn't going to be what makes me happy. Because I think as, as successful people that can create anything, we can often get in this trap of having, okay? Because I could create the means to get a boat and a lake house or whatever it is that I might want, a private jet or whatever I can dream up, meaning that I, because I can, then I will. And, and the piece that we get to ground here is just because you can doesn't mean you should. And should, lots of, lots of connotations around that word should, and what we're gonna define that word should as is something that you, an obligation that you have to do. Just because I can doesn't mean I should. It means I could. I could create the means to get a boat or a vacation house or whatever I wanna do, but just because I can doesn't mean I should. So that's where it gets really important to know what your vision is and what you wanna create. So I am not saying that you have to give away all your possessions and not have anything, not at all. And we get to think about what actually brings us joy. What actually brings us joy? And so the, the, the two ways to really tell what it is that's important to us are to go to two measurements in our life, okay? If you wanna know what you value, then I encourage you to go through this exercise. Open up your checkbook, your bank account, where you store your finances, and open up your calendar. And just look at a quick inventory. Where do you spend your time and where do you spend your money? So a lot of times, especially as successful people, high performing, we have this vision of how we wanna spend our time and our money, which are two most finite resources. And then we have the reality. Okay, so we have the vision and then we have the reality and there's often a gap between those between what we want to create so let's put this into terms that we can all understand it and how this might look so let's just say that we say our kids are the most important thing to us most important thing and yet we work so often or so much that we're missing out on the things that are important 
I'll give you an example from my life, and this is a long time ago, but when my oldest son, Caden, when he was one, he had a 4th of July parade. So it was like on the 3rd of July. And he wanted to decorate his truck. And so he decorated it. And he was so excited. And I was planning on going all week. This was on my calendar. And the day before the parade, so on July 2nd, this prospect calls me up and he says, Kathleen, I'm so excited to work with you. So he's waving money in front of me. And he says, and I just want to finalize some things for a proposal so that we can get started. So, okay, awesome. And I've been waiting for that call like two months. So excited. We were going to hit our budget. This was great. And, and guys, at this point, like, I'd only been in business for a year. At, this was my marketing firm. Uh, and so a, a, a new contract was really exciting. And he says, I can meet, but I'm on a really tight schedule. And the only time I can meet is tomorrow at noon, which was the exact same time as my son's trike parade. And if I was a balloon, you would have seen that balloon deflate in a second. I was so sad because in my mind, I thought I had to say yes to that meeting. And you guys, <laughs> in that moment, I did say yes. It's actually, that makes me, uh, choke up more than even talking to my mom's death, that, that piece of not being authentic to ourselves. And I said, yes. And I met with him. His name was Bob. I met with him and I hated that meeting. Like we did the project and I despised it. The whole thing. I could have cared less about the money. And my husband went to the parade. So Caden was fine. He doesn't, he doesn't even remember it. He doesn't hold any ill will. But I did for a long time because I made a choice that wasn't authentic to me. I put guardrails up and I said, this is what's important to me. This is what's important to me. And yet I didn't hold true to those. I missed the tricycle parade. And you guys, I can never get that time back. But I'll tell you what, I have a picture of Caden on his bike with his decorations from that parade. And whenever I get to a space of really checking what it was, what my guardrails are. And if I'm feeling like I am not honoring those, I can go back to that space of remember what's important to you. Remember what's important to you. And I'll tell you about another space in my life. And, and a big part of my vision does involve my kids. And so for me, right before Andrew was born, our third child, and I shared with you earlier about Andrew's health issues that we had his first year of his life, but right before he was born, I made a decision that was really, I thought was really hard. We had two kids, I'm pregnant. My husband's traveling all the time. I'm serving on a national board. Life was crazy. And I knew I wanted to continue with my business, but I could not commit to the time frame that I was giving. I was giving a lot and I was missing some things. Like I said, the tricycle parade. And so I decided to reinvent how I showed up in my business. And I reworked the team and I ended up only going to the office three days a week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Mondays and Fridays. I worked from home, but I was really with the kids. So we hired a nanny Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. She came to our house because it was beautiful. She'd come to our house. She would, she would get the kids wherever they needed to go. I just left the house. It was the most beautiful experience I've ever had. And it was this lady, Marty, she was, she was like, 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 a, like my mom for my kids. So it's like their grandma. And I felt safe with the kids. It was beautiful. 
But had I not been in that space to say, all right, how are we going to reinvent this? Because what's important to me is time with my kids. And you know what happened with the business? The business thrived. We had our highest profitability that year. So the year that I spent five to seven appointments, taking my son to five to seven appointments a, a week, the year that I traveled for this national board, the year that my husband traveled 50% of the time, the year that was complete chaos was our highest profitability and productivity. And yet I was physically in the space less than ever. If that doesn't go to show you that when we focus on the being and less on the doing, I don't know what will happen. I don't, I don't know what else to say because the reality is that profitability, productivity, all those measures that we say we want to create in our businesses and our lives, they start with us as the leaders saying, I'm committed to what I'm creating. I am committed to creating with joy, no matter what happens. There may be a circus going on in front of us and it doesn't change who we are. It doesn't change at our core. So I can sit here and tell you that, hey guys, I didn't even get into the fact that my mom, when we brought her home from hospice, we didn't know she had COVID. And then I got COVID and my sister got COVID and my dad got COVID. And so in between the period of my mom dying and us burying her, we all got through COVID. I mean, crazy, crazy. And then we bury my mom, we go through some of her stuff, my sisters go on their way. And then guess what? We take one breath, like one day of breathing, and then my dad gets sick. So the last five days, he's been in the hospital. He's okay now, he got to come home, he, we're good. And I tell you, that's the definition, the last two months, of what a roller coaster is. And so I have a choice. I can ride the roller coaster. I can feel all the humps. I can be nauseous. I can be in that space of, whoa, this roller coaster is really beating me up. Why did I get on this? Or I can be one in the operator seat. And I choose the operator seat. I choose the operator seat because I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, at the end of my life, I'm going to say, that was the most amazing roller coaster. Can't believe I got to ride it. Can't believe I got to ride it. All right, guys, we're going to go on a quick break. We will be back here in just a second. We are going to carry on more of this conversation about what we can learn from those that are dying about living. All right, guys, you are listening to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson, and I will talk to you very soon just after this break. Building a business is a lot like baking a cake. There are certain ingredients that can't be missed. By listening to Profit Launch with Kathleen Neeson, you will learn the five key steps that every great business utilizes. You will hear from successful entrepreneurs that will share what works and what doesn't work in their businesses. You will have an opportunity to ask questions so you can apply these steps directly to your business. Host and business coach Kathleen Reeson built seven successful businesses while raising three boys, volunteering extensively, and having some time left for her husband and herself. Listen to Profit Launch with Kathleen Neeson, and she will show you how you can build the business and the life you dream of, too. Are you ready? Listen to Profit Launch with Kathleen Neeson Radio Show every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. 
Welcome back to Profit Launch with Kathleen Risa. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson on Inspired Choices Network. I am Kathleen Reeson, and I'm so excited to be here to talk about this incredibly stretchy and vulnerable topic, and it's about what we can learn about living from the dying. And you guys, this whole, the last 30 minutes, uh, I just want you to know it. this is stretchy and vulnerable for me, and I love this topic, and it's the one that I... I shy away from talking about full time. Like I love the space of business. It's such a, it's it's something that comes with such ease for me. And yet, what I'm passionate about more than anything is that in our pursuit of creating whatever we want to create, that we create what's most important to us, so that we as leaders are develop in, developing in a way that's exactly in line with our vision. So not just our businesses, but us. Because that's so important and it's so easy to lose sight of that. So I'll tell you, one of the year, one of the things that I focused on a lot last year was learning about the space of surrender. And we talked about it a couple of times today, but really want to ground into what surrender is. And surrender is that space where you have no idea what's coming. You have no idea why the stuff that's been presented in front of you has been presented in front of you, why that has happened. And yet you say, you put your hands up in the air and you say, I don't know what's next and I'm okay with it. Bring it on, bring it on. And I will gladly receive it with joy, with a smile on my face, with a smile on my face. And so sometimes in my life, sometimes you guys remember those, those clown bags, right? They have a weight at the bottom and it's like a Bozo. Remember Bozo the clown? I can't be the only one that ever remembers Bozo the clown, but like, it's like a punching bag, right? You punch him, and he comes back up and he still has a smile on his face and he's like, ha, ah, and then you punch him again. Ah, that's this clown. Like we used to have this as a toy when I grew up, when I grew up. So hopefully you remember this, uh, but it's a really cool toy. Look it up. I'm sure it's on Google somewhere. And some days, some days that's what life feels like. Like pull, punch and back up. Ah, here I am. Punch back up. And yet still get to have that smile on my face and know that there is a gift in this lesson. There's a gift in this lesson. And sometimes, a lot of times, gifts come in boxes, right? They come in boxes. And we love the gifts that come with the pretty row, with the, the, the bows that are just like perfect and the shiny wrapping paper. And we like those gifts. And wouldn't it be nice if all gifts came wrapped in these incredible boxes? Wouldn't that be awesome? But yet, most gifts, most gifts come in a box that looked like that at one point, but then visited a farm and it got covered in manure. And that box, that pretty wrapping, now looks like poo. And it smells like poo. It's totally okay to talk about poo on the radio and TV, like, no big deal. And most people look at that gift and say, no, thank you, I don't want it. And they can't see the real gift that's buried inside of it. Because in order to do that, we'd have to accept the gift and accept the poo, smell it. We'd have to be willing to get dirty. We'd have to be willing to put our hands in it. We'd have to be willing to untie the bow. 
We'd have to be willing to get it splattered all over us. We'd have to be willing to scrape off the sides. We'd have to be willing to unwrap the wrapping paper. We'd have to be willing to dig into the box. We'd have to be willing to dig through all the stuffing, the tissue paper, the styrofoam little balls, dig deep and deep and deep. And we'd have to be willing to pull the gift out and then look at the gift. And even though the gift doesn't look like we thought, we'd have to be willing to search into that gift and say, what was the purpose? What was the meaning? What does this gift really mean to me? Because it is a gift. And everything around us, every single experience that we create in our lives is a gift. But the reality is that most gifts are covered in poo. And so I ask you today to think about what happens when a gift is presented to you and it doesn't look like how you want it. What happens when it's dirty or smelly or, you know, it's, it's that's my experience of that. I'll use that. But but sometimes they just they don't look like what we thought. What do you do? Do you reject the gift or do you say every single experience is a gift? And so when I'm talking about that bozo, the clown punching bag. Okay, every single experience is a gift. So whether you know it or not, in the moment, we get to train ourselves to think, this is happening for me. Whatever the experience is. So when I say the last two months has been a whirlwind, I mean the last two months has been a whirlwind. And yet, it's been the most beautiful experience. You guys, the piece that I didn't share with you was that when I walked into my mom's room after a month of not seeing her, and I knew in my heart in that moment she was ready to move on, my dad and I had the most beautiful conversation, and we brought her home for hospice. And she went from screaming out in pain to no medicine for three days. She went from the doctors telling us she had hours to live. I don't even know if you'll be able to get her home to three incredible days of clarity in conversation. She got to talk with each person that was important to her. My brother-in-law, who wasn't physically present with us, she heard him on the phone with my sister in another room and said, bring him here because she wanted to talk to him. And so she sat on the phone and she talked to him and we got to facilitate all of this. How beautiful. You guys, my kids, my kids, they would just wander in and say hello and give my mom hugs and leave. They did not have any sort of fear around this experience. They learned how we get to treat people as they move on. And so, so many of you listening may have had this experience where you think about how we treat those that are dying or what that experience is like. And for me, this experience of these three incredible days was beautiful. And what I'm here to tell you is, she didn't die at the end of those three days. She actually improved so much at the end of those three days that the surgeon said, bring her back. And she said, yes. And she said, if I stay here, I'm going to die. But I get to go back and at least see what happens. And she knew in that moment that that may be the end. And it, it, it was. Five days later, she passed. But I'll tell you what. She went down. She, she transitioned, giving it her all. And even in those moments when she was at home <laughs> and somebody said, oh, it's kind of cold in here. She said, this is where the blankets are. This is where the blankets are. Such a simple thing, but she was, she's a host. My mom 
mom was a nurse for years. She loved caring for other people. And that's what she created in her life. And so that's just who she was. It's not like that was something that she did. It wasn't her job. She didn't turn it on and off. So when you find your calling in life, it aligns with who you are. And when you find frustration, so, so if you're someone who gets to work and turns it whatever on, you turn yourself on in a different way, you're a different person at work than you are at home, then I invite you to consider your profession. Because the person you are at home is the person you are at work. There is no work Kathleen or home Kathleen. There is no work you or home you. There is just you. There's just you. And I'm so passionate about calling that forward and allowing the space to know that it is just you. And so my mom, she's this ultimate caring person and it hurt her to see people in pain or suffering in any way. And so even in her last days, she was caring for others because that's just who she was. And if you look at her volunteering and everything around that, it's just who she was. And so when we think about the people in our lives or, or the people that we greatly respect in the world, so some of our, our heroes, think about who they are. It, that's just who they are. They don't turn it on for work or turn it on for home. They're the same person at work or at home in public versus private. There is no distinction there. And so my invitation to you is to make sure to, to know that you are choosing a profession, you're choosing a business, you're choosing a space that is in alignment with you. And when you do that, when you create that space, then everything else works out. And so I hear the person that's saying to me, but what if Kathleen, the, the profession that I want isn't going to provide what I want for my family? And that's where we get to get creative and say, but how can it? How can it? And what if we say, but Kathleen, what if uh, what if the space that I want to create doesn't allow for me to create what I want the rest of my life? Then we get to say, how can it? So we get to be in a space of possibility to say, what would that look like? Okay, what could it look like? Because guys, here's the thing. We're the one that creates the guardrails for everything in our lives. Everything is negotiable, unless we say it isn't. Unless we say it isn't. In the book, when I was going through this process of writing it, so Joy and Uncertainty, A Guide to Creating a Meaningful Life, that's the name of the book, it's on Amazon. Uh, when I was writing it, I actually talked with my aunt, who's a hospice nurse, was my mom's sister. Of course, yes, she was with us over the last, uh, the last few weeks with my mom. And I talked with her because she's been working in hospice for over 30 years. And I said, what do people say at the end of their lives? What are they, what are they what's their calling? And if you ask hospice nurse this, I invite you to, to do this, uh, to, to find someone in your life that's in this work and ask them. And what she told me, it's, all, it's never, I wish I'd worked more. It's always, I wish I'd spent more time with my family. I wish I'd given to the community. I wish I, or, uh, or thankfulness, regret or thankfulness. And you guys, we're in this moment now where we get to choose our path forward. 
I had this really powerful experience. Uh, hmm, it's probably, I don't even know the date, but it was while I was working at my marketing firm. So it's been probably six, seven years ago, about that time period where I was really understanding what was next for me. And remember I told you it took me about three years and uh, I was asked to present at a conference. And in this conference, they said, create something that's really on the edge. And so I said, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to support people in understanding what's really important to them. This is before I really got into this line of work. It was really a precipitator to it. And so I decided at this business conference, so most people are in suits, and this is not a topic they're used to. I decided I want to run a casket because I, at the time, I thought you could just borrow one. And I'll jump out of it, and you know, we'll create this entire experience. Well, turns out you can't just borrow a coffin. And so I went through a whole bunch of different options and we settled on an urn and it was really just setting the tone. And we created a, an experience where people attended their funeral and they got to write their obituary. And, and I, it was, it was an incredible experience, but I didn't realize the impact of it until a couple of years later. I was at a, was at a meeting and this lady says, come here, come here. I was in there to meet with her boss. Just come here. And so I write, I, okay. I walk over and she says, I got to show you something. And she takes me over to her desk. And she opens a drawer and out pops an envelope. And I'm thinking, what are we doing? And she says, I just want to say thank you. Said, for, you're welcome. For what? She goes, every time I have a bad day, I get these envelopes out. And these were letters that we'd had written in this experience from uh, people that were important to her. And it was a reminder to her of, of her value. And then uh, about a month later, a gentleman stopped me in the parking lot. He says, Kathleen, I got to share something with you. And I'm like, hi. And he says, I want to thank you for, for reconnecting me with the best man at my wedding. <laughs> what are you talking about? And he says, at that conference that you did, that was one of my goals because they each had goals to create. And I said, oh, and then I got it. That's when I got it. But this stuff, this is not just talk, this is real. This is real. All right, guys, we're going to go on a quick break. We will be back here in just a second. We are going to carry on more of this conversation about what we can learn from those that are dying about living. All right, guys, you are listening to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson, and I will talk to you very soon just after this break. Building a business is a lot like baking a cake. There are certain ingredients that can't be missed. By listening to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson, you will learn the five key steps that every great business utilizes. You will hear from successful entrepreneurs that will share what works and what doesn't work in their businesses. You will have an opportunity to ask questions so you can apply these steps directly to your business. Host and business coach Kathleen Reeson built seven successful businesses while raising three boys, volunteering extensively, and having some time left for her husband and herself. Listen to Profit Launch with Kathleen Neeson, and she will show you how you can build the business and the life you dream of, too. Are you ready? Listen to Profit Launch with Kathleen Neeson Radio Show every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. 
professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Welcome back to Profit Launch with Kathleen Risa. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Now, back to the program. Okay, are we back on Welcome Back to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson. I'm your host, Kathleen Reeson, and we're here on Inspired Choices Network. And for the last 45 minutes, we have been talking about what we can learn from those that are dying. And I share this experience of, of really, you know, my mom, she died. And, and it's had such a profound impact on me, not from uh, a space of loss, but from a space of get moving and create what you want to create. And it's a space that I've lived in for, for so long, but it's real when you walk through it and you're so close to it. You're so close to it. And so here's the thing, guys. We've been talking for, for 45 minutes about all the things that we get to create. And my goal is that, that in all that time, at least one thing came up for you about what you want to create. At least one thing. And if not, Think of it now. What's the thing where you're standing at the end and you say, I wish I would have created that. I have this wonderful meditation and visualization that I walk people through that actually calls forward what it is that they want. It's so crystal clear. And then you have no other choice but to create it. And when we think about what we want to create, a lot of times we say, gosh, we are gonna, we're going to look at this and we get overwhelmed because it's something big. But that's the, the thing, guys. The friend that I was telling you about that stopped me in the parking lot, it was around connection and it was about picking up the phone and calling. Okay, The girl that pulled out the letters, that was around knowing her value. So what you really want is not a thing. It's not a thing at all. It's a way of being. It's joy or peace or tranquility, comfort, love, connection. There's really only, when we boil it down, there's only about seven, seven ways of being that people really, really want. There's a million different ways of being, but there's really only about seven that people really want. And so if you're wondering what that is, reach out to me. I'm actually going to create a workshop that's it's just a give. It's truly a give. That's about the one that I did years and years ago where I wanted to jump out of the casket and I realized you know, all that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to host that again and I'll, I'll do it virtual this time. But I'm going to create it because it's so important. It's so important. There's actually nothing that is more important than understanding what it is that we really want to create in our lives. So here's my ask of you, my invitation to you, is figure out what that one thing is, what it is that you really want to create. And I want you to boil that down to the very basics. Why is that important to you? And when that happens, what feeling will that give you? Is it joy? Is it peace? Is it tranquility? Is it calm? Whatever that is, that's what you're committed to. Okay, and for the next week, I want you to wake up on fire saying, this is what I'm committed to creating. And tell everybody you know, 
but make sure you have at least one accountability partner so that they can hold you accountable to creating exactly what you want and put it in a really small frame. So between now and Friday or now and Monday or now and pick your time, but make sure it's really a small period of time. And then when that day happens, you can renew and you can create something else. But what are you gonna create between now and Friday? That's going to shift your world so dramatically that when you stand at the end of your life and you think, wow, wow, I played all in. I played all in. What is it that you get to create today that will represent that? For me, it's joy. 100% it's joy. I get to be committed out of my mind to joy no matter what's happening around me. My circumstances are not what drive me. My commitment to joy drives me every day. And so I tell myself that even in the darkest of situations, even in the crappiest of times, joy presides. My joy wins. My joy always gets to shine through. And guess what? Some days, some days, my joy isn't always there. And I have people that remind me to be joy. And so this is what I want for you guys. And I'm so excited that you guys listened to today because this is one of the most vulnerable conversations. And yet it's so important who we become in the process of becoming and how we can learn to live from the dying. So I am Kathleen Reeson, and you're listening to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson on Inspired Choices Network. Have a wonderful day. And I will talk to you very soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson. Kathleen Reeson will return next Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Would you like to be on the show or do you have a show idea? Go to KathleenReeson.com forward slash radio. Have a great week. listening to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson. Kathleen Reeson will return next Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Would you like to be on the show or do you have a show idea? Go to KathleenReeson.com forward slash radio. Have a great week. listening to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson. Kathleen Reeson will return next Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Would you like to be on the show or do you have a show idea? Go to KathleenReeson.com forward slash radio. Have a great week. listening to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson. Kathleen Reeson will return next Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Would you like to be on the show or do you have a show idea? Go to KathleenReeson.com forward slash radio. Have a great week.